I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Our Rams close out a win against the visiting Washington Commanders 28-20. Man, it was a little bit more difficult, a little bit more stressful than I care for. That is just the way this team rolls, apparently. We're just going to have to embrace that. But big win. And as of today, as I speak, the Rams are a playoff team. That's right. They are the seventh seed. We'll get into that a little bit later. Let's talk about this game first. I've got mixed feelings about it, really. There was a lot to like. Stafford looking extremely sharp, especially early in the game. Our running game, awesome. Once again, Kyron Williams, the guy's incredible. We overcame some turnovers. You know, you fumble the ball twice like that. Sometimes that means bad news. But if you're a really good football team, you still find ways to win. You're still so much better than the opposition. You come away with a W, and that's what happened. 
And how about our defense putting up a fight there in the red zone at the end? If you didn't see it, Washington had the ball inside our five forever, it seemed like, trying to get their third touchdown to make it a one-score game. And they eventually did, but the Rams made it really difficult. And if it weren't for a pass interference call on Darion Kendrick, we might have shut them down there. But still, overall, good day by our defense. We'll talk more about some individual play I liked a little bit later. But there are some things that really bothered me. Man, we should have put this team away in the first half, early in the second half. We let them hang around. We let them get back into it. And we'll talk more about that later. And some of the players and plays and individual contributions or lack thereof that allowed the commanders to hang around a little bit longer than I care for. But bottom line is we figured it out. Our Rams figured it out. They won. And that's all that matters. Closed it out at the end. Would have been nice if we didn't have to sweat through another fourth quarter, another 45 minutes or so of stressful football, wondering if our team was going to hand a win to the opposition. Maybe I was just being a little too pessimistic at the end there, but I kind of felt like when Jacoby Brissett came into this game, replaced Sam Howell, man, backup quarterbacks have a way of firing up a team and turning things around, and that's what Brissett did. So there were some scary moments at the end there, but we got the win. That's all that matters. And what a great weekend for the Rams. The Packers lose, the Falcons lose, the Vikings lose. So we are currently the seventh seed hitting the road to play perhaps the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cowboys, the Lions in the first round of the playoffs. But a lot of football left to play. Rams have to take care of business beginning with this Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. Every one of these games is going to be so critical moving forward. Rams got to keep it rolling, beat the Saints, close this out, get to the playoffs. How sweet would that be? My prediction, by the way, was 38-16 to 16 Rams. Hey, if Kyron hangs onto one of those fumbles, Lucas hits that field goal, and Darion plays a little bit better at the end there, I might have been pretty close to spot on. Walk you through some stats of note. Rams had the ball for 11-plus more minutes than the Commanders did. They also had 23 first downs to the Commanders' 14. Rams finished with 440 total yards to the Commanders' 297. One disappointing stat is the Rams only got to Commander quarterbacks once for 8 yards. I really thought the Rams would be able to get to Sam Howell and, as it turns out, Jacoby Brissett a little bit more than that. The only sack, in fact, was on a blitz by Ernest Jones. Stafford finished 25 for 33 for 258 yards and the two TDs completed his first 11 passes, I think it was. Really spot on early in the game. Kyren Williams finished with 152 yards rushing and the TD, a 5.6 average. Of course, he had the two fumbles as well. And receiving Cooper Cup, eight catches for 111 yards. Remember, he had that big 62-yard reception. Puka Nakua, five catches for 50 yards. Robinson, two for 44. Higby, four for 36. And we did see a little bit of Davis Allen, just the one reception for 14 yards, that big third down conversion. Sam Howe really struggled, 11 for 26, 102 yards, one TD, one interception. And Jacoby Brissett, he got it going, eight for 10 for 124 yards and two TDs. 
I'm going to have a little bit more to say about Sam Howell, but I'll probably save that for a Rams rehash episode on Monday night. Now, if I'm going to hand out some game balls, some kudos, if you will, I'm going to start with Ernest Jones. Man, he was flashing all over the field. I can't wait to see his pro football focus scores. They better be high or I'm just going to stop quoting pro football focus scores. He looked like he was on fire, had the one sack. He was all over it in the run game in the red zone, had one big stop there. Ernest Jones was flying all over the field. I think he had a really good game. Offensive line stepped up once again. You know, there was a couple of coverage sacks they gave up, three sacks in total. That was a little disappointing, but I don't think it's all on the offensive line. The run game, man, those little duo runs they're using now, pretty awesome. Getting it done in the run game, I think our entire offensive line played well. And our run defense is really good as well. We really limited the running backs in the red zone again as well. Stuff them repeatedly. I think uh, that was one of the problems Sam Howe was having was the run game was not happening and he did what he could extending plays in the passing game, but good day for our run defense. And let's give a shout out to Kobe Durant, kind of a missing guy, a forgotten guy in the secondary, not getting as many snaps as he did last year, I don't think. Thought he was going to be one of our primary cornerbacks playing over the slot receiver a lot, perhaps, but he really hasn't. But he made a significant contribution today coming in for that blocked point after. And it wasn't really that big a deal, but it sure made me feel a little bit better about things in the closing minutes being up eight instead of seven. And Ethan Evans, you know, overall, our special teams grayed out pretty poorly in almost every aspect. But Ethan Evans is getting it done and he had a couple of nice punts. He did not punt in the first half. In the second half, he had a 54-yard punt down to the commander 37-yard line. Later on, he had a 38-yard punt down to the Washington 9, and his last punt, 42 yards to the Washington 35. That one wasn't his best effort, but overall, Ethan Evans has been getting it done. Anybody we need to call out? Well, I'm going to include my coach's corner in this segment. I know a lot of people are already calling out Sean McVay for the red zone play calling. And it was a little suspect, especially on that first possession where we settled for the field goal. Going to the pass, again, three straight plays. But you know what? After watching some of these videos that I've been pointed to recently, the Wind the Clock YouTube channel, and I saw Colt McCoy talking about the Rams offense as well, I really hesitate to second guess Sean McVay and his play calling. The layman's opinion would be, hey, let's hand it off to Kyron, and maybe we should have, but we definitely have some issues with our red zone offense. I don't know if it's just the play calling, though, execution, whatever. We need to figure that out. We got away with it today. Something the Rams need to work on. And one thing I am going to criticize McVeigh for, and I think I'm right on this. I'm not going to come in too hot on this because I could be wrong, but the Rams scored to go up 26-7, to and they opted to go for two. Now, if they had failed, they would have been up by 19, meaning two touchdowns and two two-point conversions and a field goal ties the game up. My thought process there is kick the extra point. You're up 20. Now they need three touchdowns to catch you. Two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. You're still down by four. 
So you need a third touchdown. Now they succeeded. It worked out for them. I'm not sure what the book says, but I'm kicking the extra point there. And you know, the announcers made an interesting observation when Puka dropped that pass that, hey, you don't see that often, but we actually have seen that quite a bit from Puka. Hey, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. I'd wear his jersey to work in a heartbeat. Love the guy. Hope he's a Ram for a long time. But he does have the occasional drop. And this was one of them. And it could have been very costly. That was a third down play. We didn't convert. Should have. Punted it away. And that's when the commanders got back in this game. So love Puka. Needs to reduce the number of drops. And Darion Kendrick. Let me say this about Darion Kendrick. Obviously, The Rams coaching staff has a lot of faith in him, leaving him out there covering guys like Terry McLaurin and counting on him shutting down the other team's number one wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to get some help there, I'm sure. But still, it's Darion Kendrick's job. And for the most part, you know, he's been pretty successful. He's graded out pretty well. It just seems like on occasion he has these bonehead plays or bad plays and they come in pairs. I mentioned this recently after another game. I'm not sure which one it was. All game long, you don't hear Darion Kendrick's name, and that's usually a good thing when you're talking about a cornerback. And then, bam, gives up a big play, and then, bam, a pass interference, and he's complaining about the call, yelling at the ref, what are you talking about? And then you see the replay, and it's like, Darion, that was pass interference. So not sure what to say about him. He's not a horrible cornerback. But, man, he gets himself into the highlight reels a little bit too much. And those pass interference calls, I think I'm going to say that's his third in the end zone this year, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, Kyron Williams, kind of like Puka. I hate to say anything negative about guys like Puka or Kyron because they are ballers. I want them on my team every day, forever. But ball security, Kyron. That's all I'm going to say about that. Some game notes. Inactives, 2-2 Atwell. According to the announcers, he could have played, but the Rams wanted to just keep him safe for that Thursday night game. Rob Havenstein, also a no-go. Hopefully he'll be back. Oshan Mathis inactive again. And my theory on this is Rams see a little bit more upside in Nick Hampton and Keir Thomas at this point getting the nod over O'Shawn Mathis, unless there's an injury thing that I'm unaware of. Hey, at this point, I'm going to walk you through each possession of this game real quickly. Then we're going to come back for a couple more segments, reviewing our fearsome four keys to the game, our fearsome four big plays of the game, and a few final words and notes about the Rams' big win over the Commanders. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Walk you through these first half possessions real quickly. The commanders go three and out on the opening possession of the game. Quinton Lake breaking up a third down pass. The Rams opening possession. 11 plays. 77 yard drive. Big play was a third and nine conversion. 21 yard pass to Demarcus Robinson. Kyron Williams had a 27-yard run as well, but the Rams can't punch it in from first and goal from the four, just like last week, three straight passing plays, followed by a 22-yard field goal, Rams up 3-0. On the commander's second possession, they overcome a first and 20 after a holding call, converting a fourth and two at midfield. Sam Howell really doing well extending plays, but Nick Hampton knocks down a pass on fourth and one, from the Rams 11 and Rams take over. One theme of this first half is the Rams are converting a bunch of third downs. They convert third and six on a pass to Cup to get out of the hole deep in their own end. Another third down conversion to Higby, a toe dragger on the sideline. But Kyron Williams fumbles at the Washington 10, something that Rams have avoided most of this season. Fumbles in the running game, but the commanders take over. They start at their own eight-yard line after the fumble. They go three and out, and after a 38-yard punt, the Rams have the ball at their own 48. Matthew Stafford staying hot. At this point, he has not thrown an incompletion. A third and five conversion to Cup. Robinson on a reverse for 24 yards. Another third down conversion to Cup. And then third and goal, Kyron Williams punches it in. Rams up 10 to nothing. 2.15 left in the half, and this is where things get a little bit choppy. Commanders go three and out. Rams get the ball with 1.49 left at their own 27. On a second and four play from the 
Washington 45, a short pass to Kyron, and he busts out. Looks like it's going to be a big play, but he fumbles at the Washington 39. Commanders get it right back, but they go three and out and punting the ball away from their own 31. A bad snap. It skips to the punter, can't handle it, and the Rams recover at the 15. Once again, they can't punch it in, though, have to settle for a field goal, but they go to halftime up 13-0, dominating stats-wise. Feel like they should be up by more, but considering that they did turn the ball over twice, happy to be up 13-0, I suppose. Rams outgained the Commanders 242 yards to 83 yards in the first half. Rams ran 41 plays to the Commanders 26. 14 first downs to 3 in favor of the Rams as well. Stafford, 16 for 20 for 125 yards. Kyron, 81 yards, rushing on just 12 attempts with the TD. Pretty balanced in the receiving department. Cup, 38 yards. Higby, 36. Nakua, 23. And Robinson, 21. For the commander, Sam Howell, 7 for 16 for 52 yards. He's actually the leading rusher as well. Two attempts for 19 yards. Commander's two running backs, Gibson and Rodriguez combined for six rushes for 20 yards. Terry McLaurin, their big weapon in the passing game, just one reception for 24 yards. Second half got a little bit crazy. Started out well for the Rams. Second play from scrimmage. Cooper Cup wide open for a 62-yard touchdown pass. Rams go up 20 to nothing. Teams exchange punts, and it's to the commander's favor. They're Next possession starts in Rams territory at the 48. They convert a fourth and three, and then Sam Howell connects with Curtis Samuel for a 19-yard touchdown pass, 20-7 Rams. Rams ensuing possession. They convert a third and one on a 14-yard pass to Davis Allen, but end up punting. Washington's next possession, Rams dodge a bullet. This was that play to Terry McLaurin where it looked like he had pulled in that one-armed catch and it was ruled incomplete, but that could have easily been pass interference on Akilah Witherspoon, but the commanders have to punt. Rams get the ball back at their 49, and they drive for another touchdown. This one, a 23-yard pass to Demarcus Robinson on a third and nine play. They go for two and convert it to go up 28-7. to The next commander's possession ends in an interception. The Washington receiver juggling the ball, Christian Roseboom tipping it, and it's intercepted by John Johnson. But after that, the tide starts to turn for the commanders. On a third down play, Puka drops the pass, would have easily converted it, and then Haversick misses the field goal. Given the commander's decent field position, Sam Howell is replaced by Jacoby Brissett, and he gets the commanders back in this game, connecting with Terry McLaurin over Darion Kendrick, and it's 28-14. to Starting to get a little bit nervous about where this game is headed. Now, what you're hoping to see here is the Rams offense regain control of this game, drive down the field, maybe put a field goal on the scoreboard. But instead, they go three and out. Stafford sacked on third down, and they punt it away. And this next commander possession is just a never-ending battle in the red zone. Inside the five-yard line, actually. Brissett and McLaren connect for 48 yards over Darion Kendrick, down to the Rams' one-yard line. They get pushed back to the 11-yard line, third and goal from the 11 after an offensive pass interference. And then on fourth and goal, Darion Kendrick commits pass interference. 
setting the Commanders right back up with a first down at the one-yard line. Rams defense puts up quite a fight, takes it all the way down to fourth down. Brissett finally connects with Chris Samuel. Chewed up a lot of time. Those two teams were down there forever, it seemed like. But they finally get the touchdown to close to 28-20. They missed the point after. Kobe Durant coming in and deflecting it. And now with only 146 left, they try the onside kick. Cooper Cup knocks it out of bounds. And the Rams are able to close out this game 28-20. A heck of a lot closer than it needed to be. Let's talk about what I predicted would be the fearsome four keys to this game. Well, number one, Rams got to get their kicking game squared away. Had the new long snapper, the rookie punter, a kicker that we do not feel good about. And I think that hasn't changed. My concern was that, you know, if the Rams do struggle in the red zone, they're going to have to make their kicks. And it probably didn't turn out to be a key to this win but it's still something we have to worry about, unfortunately. Here's some key number two. Keep it clean. No blown coverages. No turnovers. And we actually failed on both. Turned the ball over twice. We had the one takeaway on the bad snap on that punt. But other than that, we did not get this accomplished. We also had a couple of blown coverages. So I don't know. We still managed to win, even though we're 0 for 2 here so far. Number three, get Sam Howell on the ground. Well, we did just one measly time, so I wouldn't say we succeeded there either. And then number four, red zone efficiency. Well, we had, Let's see, we had a 62-yard pass play for a touchdown, so that was not the result of red zone efficiency. We had the one field goal. We did punch it in twice from in the red zone, but I would still say I'm a little concerned about that. I think we're going to win this game unless we totally blew all of these categories, all of these keys. Still had enough to beat a team like the Commanders, but I don't know. We're going to have to do better against a team like the Saints. And if we do get to the playoffs, to have any hope of beating a team like the Eagles or the Cowboys on the road or the Lions even, going to have to do better than what we saw against the Commanders this Sunday. Now, if I was going to talk about the big plays of this game, it's kind of difficult, actually. The four big plays that led to a Rams win, I'd probably start with on the Rams' first possession, that 21-yard third down completion to Demarcus Robinson set up the Rams' first field goal. Commander's second possession, Nick Hampton knocks down that pass on fourth and one from the Rams' 11. That was a big play. Kyron scoring on third and goal. That was critical. Put us up 10 to nothing. That bad snap on the punt late in the first half allowed us to tack on three points to go up 13 to nothing. And that 62-yard pass play to Cooper Cup on the second play of the second half. That's actually five, but those would probably be the big plays. But I'm not going to go into a bunch of these others, but I do want to tell you that the reason I track these big plays is if you narrow it down to the four or five big plays of a game, the team that makes more of those plays is probably going to win the game. Now, that's not always the case, but I do want to point out I tracked all the big plays in this game, and through the first half and early into the second half, the Rams were dominating on the big play scale here. I had seven of them going the Rams' way and just three going the commander's way, and two of those plays were miscues by the Rams, the fumbles by Kyron Williams. 
and the other was the fourth down conversion, Sam Howell to Terry McLaurin. And then there were five straight plays that I tracked that all went the commander's way, and that allowed them to get back into this game. It was the Puka drop, and then the missed field goal. And then that big play to McLaurin down to the one-yard line, and then the fourth down touchdown pass to Chris Samuel. Rams finally stemmed the tide thanks to Kobe Durant and then and then Cooper Cup knocking the onside kick out of bounds. But man, Commanders had momentum there and the Rams just couldn't break it. Got a little too scary for me at the end there. So where does that leave the Rams? Well, going into this week, there were five games that we were keeping an eye on. We're rooting for the Bengals over the Vikings. Check. We're rooting for the Buccaneers over the Packers. Check. And we kind of wanted the Giants to beat the Saints, but didn't really hold out a lot of hope for that. And we wanted the Panthers to beat the Falcons, weren't holding out a lot of hope for that either. But that one came through for us. It was a really good week for our Rams, and we got that win. But I'm telling you, Rams got to do better than they did today. This is a commander defense that is not held in high regard. It might be the worst defense in the league. And we still struggled at times. Yeah, you know, in the end, statistically, it was a really good day for our Rams. But I was still a little disappointed with the number of points we put up on the board. And maybe we can point to the two fumbles and the one red zone struggle. But hey, but hey, we got to clean it up Thursday night. Saints come to town, need a win. Think the Rams will get it. It's going to be a short week podcast-wise Not sure if we'll have time for a crossover. We'll try to get a roundtable in. Tom Quartz and I are going to come back, hopefully between now and that Thursday night game, talking about what exactly has to happen for the Rams to truly secure a playoff bid, a seventh seed, possibly even a sixth seed, probably not. But we'll talk about that moving forward. Short week. We'll have content probably every night coming at you. That's all I got on this one. Rams get the win, 28-20 over the Commanders. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.